Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Before we get started today, I just wanted to announce two of the merch winners, but don't worry, there will be more to be announced to every podcast. And to be entered, all you got to do is leave a review on the Apple Podcast page, five stars, leave your at, and don't forget to follow the podcast. Don't miss out on getting this exclusive merch. The first two winners are Riley and Maya. Yes. Good stuff. Now, welcome to Sus. Share your scare. Where we talk to different people and hear their stories of survival, the paranormal, and all things sus. I'm your host, Brandon Taylor. This is my brother, Jake. What's up? And today we have on a very close personal friend. He's a pro dancer, an up-and-coming DJ, a man also known as Gary Corey Shear. What's up, guys? In shine and bun. Exactly. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? I'm I'm good, bro. bro. I'm good. We go so far back, me and this guy. In case anyone doesn't know, Corey. Corey was probably one of my first friends on Vine. Dude, you were you were probably my first social media best friend. That's what I'm thinking because Corey and I would go on like these text combos late at night. He'd be telling me about just being a wild child up in Florida. Don't mention. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's go back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Corey was my dude, man. And I appreciate you always, man, because you've always been there. You know, you were reviving me before anyone else was, man. That's Thank a true you, friend dog. right there. Dude, what what was what date was that? When did we meet on Vine? Was that 20, That was like 2013, 2014? Yeah, like 20 no, maybe like 2014, 2015 cuz I kind of started getting big in 2015. So it's probably 2015. There's no way it was 2015. It had to have been, bro, cuz we're in 2020 now. That was 5 years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. So what have you been working on since then? I would love to know. What have I been working yeah, on? Yeah, what's what's new? What, what are you working on now? Mm, you know, bro, I got to I got a bunch of things that are still pretty secret because I don't mm. like to announce stuff until it's like ready, ready. Yeah. But like something that people have been getting teased about a little bit is music. Yeah, I heard about that, man. You're DJing now, huh? Yeah, bro. That's wow. That's the next step. That's really where you got to go with this. Yeah, I've heard some of it. It's fire. It's fire. This guy, Thank you. this guy's onto something here. Thank you. How did you get into the social media realm in the world of social media? Because I know you started out as a dancer. Mm-hmm. How did you get into social media, dude? It is literally the weirdest story like i never thought in my life i was going to do social media like my entire life growing up since i was like 10 my parents owned a dance studio so all i knew was i just wanted to be a backup dancer i just wanted to dance behind you know artists like that's it and then when i turned like 16 we started getting some like wedding gigs you know to like break dance at weddings and stuff yeah (laughs) and i was like oh so this can be my job we go do it dude i got paid 75 (laughs) dollars and gas was like 40 to get there so i was like there's no way i can make this a career no way and then everybody just kept telling me about vine they're like dude you gotta get on vine you're so funny and i'm like no i don't want to be known as funny i want to be known as a dancer (laughs) and then i hopped on vine and like vine just started taking off and i was like oh wow like this is actually pretty fun and when did you realize that you're gonna like do this for the rest of your life like money wise when does all start happening like 2013 oh damn so early on yeah so you and now you're like so known in the comedy and dancing realm so it, like it kind of worked out because like you yeah. do it both now yeah bro like my plan it was like okay Keep doing comedy so you can get your fans, get your fan base, and then really show them what you really love doing, which is dancing. Yep. And so, like, mixing the two together was, like, perfect. Damn. And then fast forward now. You're here. You're living in L.A. You're living You're living your dream, basically, almost, right? Yep. You, you want your dancing. I just hung out with Oprah last night. Just hanging out with Nuts. Oprah now. Like, yeah. things are getting crazy. He has a supercar. He has a supercar. Bro, you got an Audi R8. What was that like, buying your first supercar? I need to know. Dog. Getting the Audi R8? Yes. Bro. <laughs> for, okay, so the car that I've had, it was a Challenger, and I had it for like five or six years. And it like, was beat up. I'm going to say dog. It. <laughs> Dude, it got hit like five times. A day. And I, <laughs> and I never fixed it. I was like, oh, that's just my Challenger. Yep, yeah. The door's bent in. You just got to go around it. But going from the Challenger to the car I have now, bro, it was like 
so worth the wait, dog. Right. Like there would be years on years going by where I'm like, I want that car, and then God's like telling me, He's like, it's not time. Yeah, yeah. wait. Yeah, I I listen to the that whole stuff. time. You were like always kind of like for the past five years, you were showing me different cars that you wanted to get. Yep. You always just never ended up getting them, and now you're with an R8, man. Congrats on that again. Thank you, bro. Do you remember when we we went to we went to Hawaii together? <laughs> like we decided to go. Like this is when we were working out every day, but we were shredded. Yeah, you were I, shredded, dude. This is this is when we were the sway. Yes, bro. Dude, we were the Sway Boys before the Sway Boys were Sway Boys. You guys hear that? We were pumping iron in North Hollywood at his apartment. Every single day we would meet up. Chugging creatine. We would be chugging creatine (laughs) pre-workout, and then we'd go play Rocket League after, bro. This is the times. And then one day we were like, bro, let's go to Hawaii. Why are we here? I remember being in the gym with you thinking like, yeah, this is a brilliant idea. Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. And so fast forward, we book our trips to Hawaii. We fly out to Hawaii, and we get there. It's beautiful. My grandpa has this beautiful house. This is the first time, like, really going and staying with my grandpa's house beautiful that lives in Hawaii. Beautiful house. Dude, turns out he's rich. Dude, yeah. rich as Right? He, he had this house where we walk out in the backyard and you could see the whole Maui. It was there was no one near no, him. Dude, it's, it, dude we, his house was like a house by itself. Yeah. On top of a mountain. Yeah, and his floor was like all solid green marble. It, it was like, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're all tripping. Well, we walk into this place we're like, what, Grandpa? Where have you been? <laughs> Honestly, bro, that house, I still talk to people about that house. That was so beautiful. That was a good first You day. go in the backyard, and there's just the drop to the beach and the sun Dude, and then all the islands. Uh, he had his own little, like, uh, go-kart tractor thing. Remember when we whipped that around? Do you, wait, do y'all remember the scooters? Oh, we, oh my God. Okay. Explain it. Explain to the people. Okay. So what was what day was this? This was like the second day there, third second, day there, second something or like that. Second third day there. We found these like they weren't like little motorcycles, They're like, like mopeds. mopeds, mopeds. Yeah, and we took them for what six hours? They, like, we literally rent, hour? they were like fifty bucks. And we rented them. We got them all day long, yeah. and we rode these things throughout the island of Maui. Like we, I'm pretty sure we lapped the whole oh, island. Dude, oh, we're for riding sure. on the road, and there's cars <laughs> honking, honking at, at us, us, and we're like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, these things capped out. They only went like 45 Yeah, but I'm pretty down. sure he had a faster one. Like, did, wasn't Corey's faster? I so, was hitting jumps. Yeah, bro. Remember the speed homes? Dude, we <laughs> were going down roads that weren't even roads. Remember we found this little village where we had snow cones? The snow yeah, cone and then village. you burned the hell out of oh your leg. Oh, my God. Okay, so these oh, things don't right. have, like, protectors around the exhausts. So I was, like, trying to, like, put my kickstand down so we can go stop on the side of the road and buy something or take a picture. And my, my heel, or not my heel, my, my calf touched the exhaust and bro it literally heard it go and i still have a giant scar on my leg that looks like a zombie bit yeah (laughs) what's nuts is like this is before daily vlogging and we did all that stuff so like we only have that one video there's like one video where you guys were like eating the lizard and stuff remember that (laughs) (laughs) but that's all like i went back and looked at that video hoping to see like a lot more and it's just kind of like Eh, it was just like a this, see this was the fun part about I feel like life and in a way like we were we weren't focused on making videos yet this was our prime but we weren't focused not, not our prime but like our prime in the Vine era and stuff for sure we didn't like try to make videos or anything like that we were just having fun and yeah. that was the best part yeah, of you guys were posting like once a week and just had to get that one video besides that you guys were just having fun you that, know? that's that what was, made the content so good that's what yeah. made it good now it's like it's like we gotta do what we gotta do so it's kind of like forced behind it yeah so. but I also like looking back at that stuff and being like yo I remember that and I get to see a video of like yeah. the whole thing and it's a lot different now but yeah. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's wild looking back and being like, how are the years going by that so fast? fast? I got fat. <laughs> as time goes by, too, time goes faster, I feel like. I feel like as we get older, but I think it might be just our idea of time. Because think about it. From how, like, from, from one right to now, five. Yeah, one to five, it was only five years of your life. But from one to 20, that's already 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like time goes by a lot faster. But do you remember, <laughs> bro, I don't even know where you're talking about this. But wait, are you... Are you about to say what I think about I, I, I am about to say it. Should I? If you, if you want. Okay. <laughs> so at this time, uh, we're not like this anymore, but at this time, we were just two young guys that wanted to have a good time. We were two young kids in Hawaii. In Hawaii. So we didn't know any better. We didn't know any better. We started looking for the island for some ganja. <laughs> we, wanted, we were on a search for ganja. We were on a mission. A mission. Okay. And where'd you and, find it? <laughs> wait, we're getting there. <laughs> 
So we're asking around, like we're being the most suspicious, we're being the most <laughs> sus people ever. Like, hey, you know anywhere we can get some stuff? You know, you know? We're talking about marijuana, by the way. If anyone's thinking we're talking about anything crazy, <laughs> not not weed, marijuana, <laughs> marijuana. And anyways, we find a homeless man. A homeless man, like straight up, this man probably has not washed his hands anything oh, in years. It's nothing. And he ends up selling us weed. <laughs> Tell us about this weed that he sold us, bro. Okay, wait. First of all, I want to say this. I, I got to get more into the story. Go, go ahead. <laughs> the way that we found this homeless man, we're walking around. What was it, like a dock area? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, like the Restaurants dock. and everything. And, you know, we're like, where is it? Like, where can we go? Like, let's find some. And we see this homeless guy. Like, riding his bike and his... It was like a unicycle, bro. His his (laughs) chain is broken on it, bro. Like, the entire thing's done and he's riding it. And we're like, let's go ask him. It looked like he was an undercover cop yeah, bro, waiting this... for us. Yeah. That's how set up he was there. Yeah, I walked away. I was like, I don't know them. You like, did? Like, it it was out. just Corey and, us, Corey and I. I was like, Corey, you do it. You do it, bro. You do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so we walk up to him, and, you know, we had a little conversation, and he hands us a baggie. And I mean, what? How? This was how many years ago, bro? bro this like four, four years ago. Four you know? years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we were little kids, you know, so we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> but he hands us the bag, and we're like, "All right," and we walk away. <laughs> and we're looking at the bag, <laughs> and we're like, "What the f- is this?" <laughs> it's like straight he, dirt. He sold. <laughs> he sold us straight. Uh, what is it? Like basil oregano. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that wasn't weed, bro. Like, he went into his kitchen, he found some salt and pepper, and then he went and found some grass and dirt and put it all in a bag. He's like, yeah, let's give it to these kids. We got scammed there. But then later down the line, somehow I, I met that girl. You remember when I met that girl who ended up giving yes. us some? Bro, yes. oh my god. Okay, so we, we ended were up riding scooters. We got, yeah, we rolled up on we got We got scammed from the homeless guy. But then I knew this girl who lived in Hawaii, and I was like, hey, do you like know anyone? She's like, oh my god, just your lucky day. Like, I actually am that person that you need to know. And I was like, Oh, great. Like, can we link up? Keep in mind, like, this girl is, like, getting married at the time. This was four what? or five years ago. Yeah, that I met up with her. And, um... <laughs> New to me. <laughs> what? She had a fiancé or something. Anyways, I'm like, hey, thank you for the weed. And, like, she starts, like, wanting to make out with me. So I was like, I'm like, you know, like, whore myself? My mom's watching this. <laughs> Anyways, I, I made out with the girl for the weed. And, and I come back into the, the, to the, over where all the motorbikes are. Yeah. And Jay goes, what's all over your face? <laughs> because she was wearing lipstick yeah. and I had it all over me. And I didn't know, but I was like, hey, boys, I got this stuff. <laughs> bro, you did it for the team, bro. I had to take one for the team, man. You did it for the team, and then And then, do you remember, we, we went to back to my grandpa's to smoke it. And then my grandpa's coming back. And he's... And we're like, oh, God, we got to hide the stuff. We got to hide the stuff. So we're trying to get rid of everything. We're scared. And, and he walks out like, y'all smoking weed out here? And we're like, no. Why would you think that, Grandpa? No. And he's like, don't worry, guys. He pulls up his arm. <laughs> tattoo. And he has a marijuana leaf tattooed on his arm. <laughs> and we've never seen it our whole entire life. Dude, the entire week we were like, if he knows, like, this is like, we're kicked yeah. out. He's never talking to us again. He's going to hate us. And then he's just like, oh. Well, check this out. <laughs> yeah, and then he ended up giving me like this that little blunt, the blunt holder. Yeah, and that was smoked by Jimi Hendrix. That's right. He used to smoke with Jimi Hendrix. He told us back in the day. The roach holder. Yes. <laughs> Bro, the dude was a legend altogether. Lives in this crazy Maui mansion. Yeah, I remember yep. childhood stories with that guy. He used to have like a really long ponytail, and when I'd sit on his shoulders, it looked like I had poop hair coming out <laughs> my butt. Anyways, that's <laughs> off topic. Let's continue. Uh, what? <laughs> The guy's a legend. Shout out to Steve if you're listening to this. Papa Steve, what's up? Uh, he He's a surfer dude, like straight from Pismo. Like he was surfing all his life. And I actually would be put on his surfboard when I was a kid and surf. Like he would surf with me on the front of his board. Dang. And do you remember we did like a little bit of surfing when we were I there? I do remember that, bro. And like I stood up. I think it was in my blood. Maybe I should be a surfer. I don't know. The next, uh, oh man, what's that movie called? Was it Blue Crush? <laughs> <laughs> or the one where the girl loses her arm? Oh, yeah. Bro. That'd be bad, man. I, we gotta get someone on that's lost a, a limb to a shark, because yeah. that would be an intense story. That would be an intense story, bro. But, bro, look, we had a great time in, in Hawaii up until yes. this point, right? Yeah. We we did everything. We went on hikes. We went to waterfalls. We went to, um, what else did we do? Road to Hana. We did Road to Hana. What about that teriyaki beef? 
Remember that, bro? We went to that restaurant and it was like teriyaki beef. Oh, yeah. come on, bro! That's all I have to say. I remember that. It was bomb. Um, but no, it was amazing. You're not, <laughs> you're not sticking on Sorry, the subject. Tell him because we should. Tell him about it. Tell him about it. I had the best food I've ever had in my life at this restaurant in Hawaii. And I don't remember. Was this what the one was that called. was like the little outdoor? Yeah, it was yes. outside. Uh, Papa yes. Steve took us. Remember, yeah. that was like the first day we got there, and they had teriyaki beef. They had yeah. some crazy stuff. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> okay, and then and then okay, so we we did a lot of stuff there. Yeah, and we then, went jet skiing. We went jet skiing, and then we went jet skiing yeah. once, right? Okay, so we went jet skiing. It was a great experience. Yeah, like, so much fun that we wanted to do it again. Yeah, the weather was perfect. Everything we, was amazing. Every, the, the whole day was so beautiful, right? Leading up to this, then what was it? Two days later, we decided this was like maybe the second to last day of the trip. Like we were almost yeah. off of this trip. I think this was the day before we left. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 accomplished everything we wanted to. We had a, a memories a for a lifetime. We had a free day, and we decided. Corey and I decided that we wanted to uh, jet ski again. We yeah. thought, you know, this is a great idea. Let's yeah. jet ski. Yeah, and I was broke, so I was like, I'm not doing that yeah. again. You know? Jake, Jake, I flew. I flew Jake out there. That was yeah. the reason Jake, Jake came because I wanted him to have a little vacation. Yeah. But um, anyways, listen. So we go jet skiing, right? And this day that we went jet skiing, like when we got on the boat, we kind of had like an idea. Like damn, maybe we shouldn't be jet skiing today because it started like raining out mm-hmm. there. The waves were super choppy, Stupid. and and it was like an, it was a bad idea. Like we were getting these signs given to us, but at the time we weren't really like looking for signs. You know, we were just trying to have a good time. And uh, anyways, we get our we get our life vests on. We get on our, our jet skis. We're having a good time for what like fifteen minutes yeah, or so, like fifteen twenty. We're, we're chasing each other's jumps. We're having a great time hopping each other's jumps. And then I'm not, I'm not saying this is your biggest scare, but this was one of my biggest scares, and it happened with Corey. So let's let's share your scare, man. Let's talk about it. What do you want to go off a little bit? <clears throat> where where should we start it? Let's bro. start off from being because like in dude, the- to be for me. It's like such a dream. Yeah. Let's talk about from what you remember happening. So from us getting being on the boat to getting on the jet skis. Okay. From the beginning, like starting the ride on the second day. All right. So all I remember is, you know, pretty much what you were saying. You were saying how it was, you know, starting to rain. We kept asking, are you sure that we're allowed to go out? And they're just like, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. Just go. Just go. And we're like, but it's kind of pouring rain. It kind of looks like it's hard to see. Like, no, you're fine. Just go. It'll, it'll stop raining. So we go out there, and we were shredding it, bro. Dude. We were jumping it. We, dude, were, we, we were flying, dude. And these guys, the other thing is, is they don't teach you really how to ride. They just say, no. pull the pull the throttle and go. And if you want to turn, you have to keep pulling the throttle because once you stop, I guess, on a jet ski, you can't turn anymore. It like, loses yeah. the control of it. So that's all they told us about it. And they gave us a, a life vest and said, go out there. Yep. And so, you know, we're out there. And uh, it just started pouring rain, like really bad. Like it was just, I remember, I remember it so vaguely, mm. bro. Like it's like, I remember 10 seconds of just not being able to see and it was just raining and just going so fast. And then from there, all that I remember is just like, it's so weird, dog. Yeah. Cause like we're, we're not even like really into the story yet. And like, it just it still feels like a dream because yeah, I can see myself in this situation as yeah. it's happening, and it's like, but I didn't witness it like that. It actually happened to me, right? And and the crazy thing is, is Corey and I have never had this really like full on. We never talked about this situation ever like since it happened. I mean, like yeah, we've discussed a little bit, but never full in detail like we're about to do right now. So oh, it's so weird. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to begin. So we're we're out there. I guess weren't I, you guys like <laughs> racing around like well, I, playing? I, I yeah, we were playing. We're having we're jumping each other's waves. Corey was like, hop, hop my waves, you know? And I was like, okay, fire. So Corey's like flying. I'm going over his waves, like going boom, boom. He's, he, we're, we're going like 60 miles per hour in, in the middle of the ocean. Keep in mind, it's getting choppier and choppier. The waves are getting bigger. So this, Corey's going and he's gone, right? Now he's past me. There's this huge wave that I'm going over. And I, I thought it was Corey's wave because I was jumping his waves. And this huge wave's coming. Like I'm going up this wave. And right when I hit the tip, I see Corey stopped he didn't he's he should i was thinking he was going to be keep going because i was going to hop the wave but he was just sitting there on his bike stopped and i was coming up the wave going i don't know maybe 30 40 miles per hour up this wave and i remember going off the wave and now i'm in the air coming straight at Corey, like with the jet ski i'm on the jet ski Corey's sitting on his jet ski and i remember the jet i just remember hearing like a loud boom 
like hitting hitting Corey with the jet ski and I kid you not in the moment that this happened bro I thought I saw your legs go one way and your body go the other like I was so terrified that I just killed you in this moment like I thought oh my god like what the f*** just happened like this was the most surreal moment that has ever happened to me my heart sunk I flew off the jet ski I look over all, both the jet skis are floating away in the middle of the ocean you're not on your jet ski uh, I don't know where you are I'm looking around I'm starting to try to scream for help but we're in the middle of the fucking ocean we're like a mile out a mile out there's no other boats there's no nothing and I see Corey he's like he has his life vest on so he's kind of a barely above water like trying to catch a breath and I swim over to Corey I'm, I'm trying to get him out of the water a little bit like up in the air but we have nothing to get on top of because like we're in the middle of the ocean our things are floating away our jet skis and uh, I remember like getting up out of water enough and seeing a kid there was another kid who was jet skiing at the time and I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs hoping that this kid will hear me and we're just both in the water and I'm like holding you and Corey's like barely talking like you you sounded like you were like choking on your own words bro like and I was like so scared that I, that you weren't even gonna have legs when I pulled you out of that water like I was terrified of that so the kid comes over to us I, I get onto the kid's jet ski and I have to pull you out of the water like j- just me because the kid's on the jet ski there's mm-hmm. three kid, three people on a jet ski now you're barely hanging onto the side of this jet ski mm-hmm. when I pulled you out I said oh my god thank god you still have your legs and stuff because that's what the first time I saw like I thought I was gonna pull you out half a body bro Oh my My heart was in my stomach. I was scared to death. I get you over there. I'm screaming to the kid, go, 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 go to the boat. Like we need to get him out of this, out of this right now. Our jet skis, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if like they charged us or something, tried to charge us at the end, but they didn't because they let us go. But get us to this boat. They bring a dinghy out to us because the kid tells his father, who is like he was riding with, to go race back and get some help. The help comes. They're in this, like we're in this little dinghy now and I have to get you from the jet ski into the dinghy with the other guy so like the guy's trying to like without hurting you because we don't know what's wrong with Corey at this was time was he conscious Corey was conscious but barely. was I in and out you were in and out yeah. and you were like trying to speak but you couldn't like you couldn't speak like you were like what was I <laughs> really like I literally thought like you were dying at this point point. and you don't remember any of this uh, no nah, nah. so, I, I remember like there's some parts that yeah. like I remember but, like, I don't remember trying to speak. That's crazy, bro, because I, I remember being like, yo, we got to be careful with getting him out of this boat. And when we were in the water for a while, bro, there was a time where I thought, you know, I, when I was trying to get you out of the first initial water to the kid's jet ski, that I wasn't going to be able to lift you up out of this thing. Because we were both exa- – like, I mean, I was exhausted, too, from trying to paddle to, mm-hmm. like, the kid in the first place and then trying to pull you up on this thing without hurting you. It was crazy. Then the boat comes. We get you on the boat. Me and this this the man that was driving the boat, we ended up picking you up, both of us, getting you on this thing. and trying not to touch you just because we had to rush over back to shore and as we're on shore we're hitting every f***ing wave because it, it was so, so choppy bad. i remember cory like i remember you yelling at him yeah i was like bro slow the f***ing boat like we need to like slow this boat down like i understand this is an emergency but we need to get there you know you're gonna like, kill him before he gets there yeah um they're calling ambulances and stuff like you hear all the ambulances coming from all over like different directions we finally get to the to shore they have like I, I jump out of the boat before we even get to the shore and I start screaming to like random people to come help pull the boat up because I was like I was like my friends hurt my friends hurt pull up the boat five ten different families come over everyone's pulling up this boat that you're still on the fire are the ambulance people come down they jump inside of the boat like while it's on shore they put you on like the whatever it's called that they hold you on yeah like the stretcher type yeah thing. the stretcher thing but the one that they carry they carried you back up to the rocks and now we're both in this ambulance bro in the ambulance I'm crying my eyes out I don't know what to do like I thought like I either just basically killed you or because we still didn't know anything that was wrong with him like he couldn't breathe they were hooking him up in the back they were like doing like emergency work on you and in the back and I'm like freaking out because Jake wasn't there no one was there it was just me and Corey so I was like I have to like I'm I'm there with him I rode in the ambulance with him and the whole time they didn't tell me what was wrong they're like yeah his his he could be having major internal organ failure or his spine could be broken like they were just telling me every bad thing and I remember calling my mom in the ambulance and was like mom like I'm I'm freaking out right now Corey might be dying in the back of the of the ambulance right now and like that my mom's like screaming at me over the phone like what what do you mean like she didn't understand and I just remember being so like I couldn't even like function in this ambulance bro like I was like full-on body shaking like terrified for you that you were not going to make it out of this damn and then uh and then I mean I don't know if you remember anything else in the in the hospital dude so I I can even like take it back a little bit go for it when So kind of some stuff that I remember just going back on that story. I I don't I don't remember like getting hit. Yeah. I don't I don't remember none of that. It's everything's pretty much just like 
flashes. Yeah. You know, all, all I remember is we were riding. It was stupid raining hard. And then the next thing I remember is you are like holding me in the ocean and I just see our jet skis like a hundred feet away from us floating away. Yeah. And this is while the waves are bad. It's Bouncing raining us. bad. I remember that moment. Like and it, it's come to me in a couple of nightmares before because it was such like a what do we do moment. Like there's there's no one to ask for help for. It was just in the middle, of the, in the middle yeah. of the ocean. It probably felt like those movies when Dude, like, the shipwreck. Like it felt like a movie because I was like trying to like being so terrified in the moment. I had like no energy in me to like. I mean, I had adrenaline rushing, but like nothing was coming out when I was like trying to scream. Like I, yeah. I felt like I was screaming at the top of my lungs, just like yeah. help, bloody bloody murder, screaming, and no one could hear me, bro. I, I literally thought that this was it. I mean, I thought we were going to just get sucked out to sea and die at that oh, point. Oh, me too. We didn't have me our too. jet skis. You were there was no way that I was going to be able to like just hold you the no. whole way. Yeah. Like, no. We were just going to. It was just no. an awful. Yeah, situation. and like, and you couldn't even like leave Corey to go get a jet ski and come back because he could have went forward because he yeah. couldn't move. Like, he could have spun over and then drowned. He would have so. went face first in the ocean. And I feel like when I did first find you, I bro, was face first. You're face mm-hmm. first. Yep. I grabbed him by the back of his life vest and I pulled him up like this from out of the water and. And bro, you were was just I awake? You were like awake, but you were like <clears throat> like you couldn't move. Like you were drowning underneath that when I lifted your head up out of the water. And then from there I laid you on your back. So you were in the water floating, but I still like had you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was just screaming for the kid. Dude, but didn't it take like 15 minutes for it that took, kid yeah, to find us? It took a while. Like I'm summing it up for the uh, t- the take of this video, but like it took like maybe not ten, like, 15 minutes, but maybe like five to seven, eight minutes of me yeah. sit in the middle of the ocean screaming for help for yeah. someone to finally, uh, by the grace of God, that he even saw us because it was that choppy. Yeah, yeah and definitely when you're in like a situation like that, those five minutes feel like an hour. You know? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it felt like forever, bro. But like luckily, like you know, you had an amazing healing process. What what did the doctor say? Broken like what happened dude so i remember once i once i got there because i remember the ambulance ride which by the way guys it was a 50 minute oh my god ambulance ride to the hospital it was the hospital was so far that's from how we far were. we were yeah 50 minutes i forgot and so that. they're telling me because i'm in you know i'm in the back and i'm like yo like this isn't good and the guy's like oh no you 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 might be okay you might just have like one broken rib and you might get let go tonight and so I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe he's bullshitting me, but I'm liking it. It's making me feel comfortable. Yeah. We get to the hospital. Everything's kind of chill. And then out of nowhere, there's like, we're rushing you to the ER now, blah, blah, blah. They go pushing me in there. They cut me open. I remember they grabbed scissors because this is whenever they found out that uh, one of my ribs like poked a hole into my lung. And so it was right here. So they're like, your lung is, you know, bleeding out right now or it's filling up with blood. We have to cut you open and put a tube in there. And I was like, okay, well, put me to sleep. And they're like, no. Like, we have to do it now. We're not putting you to sleep. And I was like, shit. So she grabs scissors and she stabs me. Oh, my God. No way. She stabs me right here. And she starts going like that with the scissors, right, just moving it around. Then she gets her two fingers, puts it in the hole, and then starts going like that to make it bigger. Then they bring out like a two foot long tube and they just put it right here oh and they're just pushing it in me and then rubbing it against my uh, like lung to try to find the hole. And then they stuff it in the oh. hole. And I was awake the whole time. And you dog. felt that whole thing. I felt the whole like it felt like a sword that was on fire was just like going down like my insides. Damn. That's nuts. You know, but that's imagine. but that's not even everything. So. Everything that was wrong, it was um, nine broken ribs, the hole in my lung. Did you have something wrong with your spleen or something? My spleen twisted twice. Like it spun, like got tangled up twice. I broke a part of my spine. They said that I was, remember this? They said I was less than a centimeter from being Mm -hmm. paralyzed from the part of my spine that broke. Yeah, and I remember, bro, like, we had this discussion, too, that, because like, <clears throat> Corey is, was more bigger than I was at this time, like, a lot, like, beefier than I was at this time. It was all that creatine. <laughs> that was it, man. But, no, I remember the doctor even telling me, like, because when, when, when he was talking to me about, like, what happened and stuff, I he told me, he's like, if things were reversed, you probably wouldn't even be alive. Corey ha- has bigger muscle mass that kept him from being okay. You probably would have died at the time, he told me. What? And I was like, whoa, if roles were reversed at that point. That's f- And that just shows, like, life is so precious. Like, we went out there to have a good time. On we were vacation. a couple of days away from going home. 
from vacation and everything changed, bro, in that instant. But, like, the one thing that I have realized from that accident, bro, is that you are a superhuman because (laughs) you not only handled that so, like, crazy, like, so good, but you also healed from that faster than anyone that I have ever seen go through a crazy traumatic accident like that. And you got to spend a lot more time in Hawaii, right? With your grandpa. (laughs) It was amazing. I got to say. Those extra couple weeks at his house or that week at his house was great. Yeah, your whole family flew out, right? Yes, yeah. bro. It yeah, was good. They, you couldn't fly. He couldn't fly back right away because they said, uh, what, what did they say? His the, lung would explode Yeah, my something? lung would explode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. No. <laughs> Let's see what happens, right? Dude. But you know what? You don't want to know what's wild. What? So I remember they told me they were like, uh, they're like, yeah, you know, you're probably never going to dance again. It'll be a year to learn how to walk again, blah, blah, blah. Five weeks after that accident, I went on that YouTube dance show and yeah. won. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you, he was he was walking already, like, what, like three, I feel like four days after yes, that shit. Like he it was didn't up. make sense. It's because they told me. Yeah. They told me. I was like, what do I got to do to leave? And they're like, when you can walk, you can leave. And I was like, bet. Say less. But, but um, we forgot to mention this for, like, the first three days or four days after the accident, do you remember that they thought that my left leg was paralyzed? Yes, I you remember, remember that. that? So I remember that's them telling why. you that. So that's why they were like, you're not going to walk. Like, we think that your left leg is, like, dead. But it was just – it just got like hit the nerves, so hard yeah, that were... the nerves were just, like, still chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but can I, can I tell you all a story real tell quick? Us, yeah. I don't know if I've told you guys this. And it is, like – like, this is all God. Like, I recovered so fast because of God. Like, I prayed to him and got so close to him, like, during that, like, recovery time. And this whole, this little story I'm about to tell you is just God. I got hit, remember? hmm Then we went to the sand. We're waiting for the ambulance. Yeah. So, what I remember is we're sitting there laying, or I'm laying, Brennan comes up to me, and he's like, hey... I'm on the phone with your mom and dad. Do you want to talk to them? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, let me talk to them real quick. You give me the phone. And I'm like, hey, mom. Hey, dad. I just want to let you guys know, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm about to go to the hospital. I'm going to be fine. And I was like, okay, here. Love you guys. And I give it back to Brennan. But that never happened. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> trying to remember when that happened. That didn't happen. Wow. Like, my parents told me, like, weeks after the accident, they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, we never talked to you while you were laying on the beach. That's crazy. That's like, like almost sure? like, like I mean, not to say like you were gonna die, but like could have been like closure for yourself. That was like, like the DMT parents. releasing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I to mean, give because, you like yeah, happiness. You yeah, know? because you did like you did go through a very dramatic situation right there that I'm I'm guessing some kind of endorphins are releasing something during something like something like that. You know, I can only imagine yeah. just to like calm your body down because, man. Yeah. I, I remember, though, that's crazy that you, when you speak about God like that because when something crazy like that happens, the first thing I thought of was, like, please, God, please let Corey be okay. Like, in the middle of the ocean, like, that was the first thing I do is went to a prayer. And I don't really pray that often as much as I would like to, but that was the first thing that I thought I needed to do right then and there was, like, to pray because, bro, it was terrifying. Facts. Facts, bro. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, man. Thank you. Not yeah. only did I almost kill you, but I I saved you too. No, you did, dog. You you 100% saved me. But I also like, caused him. Sorry, man. But no, no, dude. Like that was the whole accident was not your fault at all, dog. Like the like no, that was a freak accident, but you did save me 100%. Like Lower if homies. if you 100 that's why you're best my best friend, dog. <laughs> love you, Come man. on, dude. I love you too, bro. For real, for real. You guys going to make out? After the it. after the podcast. <laughs> What's the camera's cut? Jeez. Come on, Jake. You way, know this. Way to kill a beautiful You hang moment. around us, yeah, dog. That's true. I sometimes join them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what was I about to say? (laughs) Dude, I had something so important to say. (laughs) Give me a second. Okay, wait. Kissing Brennan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying trying to to take it back to where I was going. It's gone. It's in the podcast. It's all right, man. (laughs) That's an insane story. And have you experienced anything else that's... Your scariest moments as well. Because I know I kind of jumped in there and put this story in there. Did you have another scare that you wanted to talk about? Mm. Dude, all of my scares are just like haunted stuff. You know? 
Like, it's all just ghost-related. Yeah. Like, that's really the only other things that have been scaring me life-wise. Tell me about... Because I remember back in the, back in the day, you told me about... Because um, remember when I took you, Sam, and Colby, and I pranked you guys with that uh, with the demon, where Jake was the demon mm-hmm. up in the mountains? Yes, that asshole. was so good. And you were telling me on that ride up there that you had a ghost at your old family's... House. house? Yeah. What, what was that? Tell me about that. You, like you've had, you've been haunted his whole life, basically. Is what Shadow told me. man. Is that what it was? I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. What was it? What what happened back in the day? So, I was like, I was like, you know, like thirteen years old, I think, when I started playing with the Ouija board in my old house, and it was just a party, you know, thing. It was like all my friends over. I'm like, hey. Look, I'm gonna you know scare everybody that's here. Yeah. I'm gonna show you that ghosts are real because everyone's like ghosts aren't real, but then when you pull out the Ouija board and it starts moving, you know people start believing you. Right. But one of the craziest things that's ever happened, and this is a uh, this is actually so nuts. This was back in 2012, and it was my two homies from Atlanta, Bam and Blueprint. You know uh-huh. Blueprint, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blueprint. And this is back in 2012. This is like before social media and all that, and they're in Florida. Bam does not believe in, uh, like, God. He doesn't, you know, he, at the time, he was, like, kind of atheist. And I was like, well, let me let me prove to you the spirits are real. Let me show you that, you know, this shit's real. And he's like, let's do it. Let's do it, bro. We get the Ouija board. We start playing it in my room. You know, everything's going to plan. Uh-huh. Like, stuff's happening when it's supposed to. And I'm like, I told you guys. And then Bam is like, let me talk to Beazzlebub. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> and he's like, Lucifer. And I was like, dog, what are you doing? Like, you don't do this. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm going to see if it's real. I'm going to see if it's real. So me and Blue dip. We leave the room. We're like, we want nothing to do with that. Right, for sure. Because we're already talking to demons. I don't want to summon the devil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Five minutes go by. Bam comes running into the other room that we went to. And he's like almost crying. And, dude, mind you, at this time, I think Bam was probably, like, 24 or 25 back then. Right. So like, he's, he's an adult. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what happened? What happened, bro? And he's like, I can't tell you. He's like, I'm not telling you until tomorrow. I can't tell you, bro. And I'm like, what did you do? And he's like, your closet door opened by itself. And then I asked him something else. And then the light started flickering, so I ran in here. And as he's telling me this, the doorknob of the room that we're in, start shaking oh, hell no. by itself going crazy and i'm like what the f-? like i've never seen this i'm like what did you do and he's like oh it's probably just your parents you know messing with us so he opens the door and there's no one there he closes the door it immediately starts shaking again no way. as we're standing there like dude the doorknob is going crazy so we're freaking out about two minutes go by shadows start walking under the door like, oh, multiple no. shadows are just walking back and forth under the door. And then Blue is like, wow. So it is your parents trying to scare us. Opens the door. There's no one there. Oh, shit. So they tell me, go into your parents' room and make sure they're asleep. So I go, I run to my parents' room, and they're sleeping. There's no one awake. It's like 3, 4 a.m. right now. So how did you end up, like, dealing with this in your house did it just leave it like was it just always oh, there wait wait it gets it gets worse though oh shit it, it get real quick it gets worse so then after that you know we're realizing that shit's really going on we're back in the room and we're all just laying down then out of nowhere the uh, ladder to the bunk bed falls oh, and man. lands on blue's face oh. right and so we're like what is going on so then we all wake up again we're awake you know because a ladder fell and we see lights flashing from under the door and we're like what is going on we open it all of the lights in the kitchen are flickering at different times. No. So I go to the light switch and I'm turning it on and off. The light switch is doing nothing. If it's off, the lights are still flickering. If it's on on, the lights are still just going in. So Blue goes, can I pray? And I was like, yeah, bro. He walks into the kitchen and he goes, in the name of Jesus. He didn't even finish saying Jesus. And it just goes pitch black and stops. Holy sh man yeah that's crazy that's insane so that's then, where it started how, so you never ended up getting it out of this house right what no if, see this is the thing that i always like you know i get nervous about Ouija boards is the fact that something could come in and never leave bro because you've been dealing with the same like happening in the house forever right mm-hmm. that's scary dude i can't imagine There's like, been a lot being haunted by something were you pissed at your homie for like calling out 
for like Lucifer. And in, in the moment I was. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like, why the f*** would you do that? But dude, for some reason I found that stuff so cool. I was like, oh, he made it more haunted? Hell yeah. Really? So dude, in my room, I used to have sleep paralysis like twice a week. And I would always wake up and there would be an old man standing next to my closet. That bro. Very weird, right? <laughs> Hell no. So yeah. we moved out of that house. But, you know, my parents stay in a dance studio. And one of the girls that goes to the studio, her boyfriend's family moved into that house. And he told her, and they have no idea that it's haunted, but he told her that he wakes up every other night and there's an old man standing next to the closet. <laughs> and, and you saw the same old man? And that's my bedroom. Oh my. He sleeps in my bedroom. Wait, and so that's where I saw it. Did you ever try to track back what this old man could have been? Like maybe he lived in that house or maybe maybe there's a reason why you're seeing an old man. I think the old man's the shadow man. Oh, f***. And that's like the guy that the, that was causing the shadows underneath? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then when you when you woke up in that, in that sleep paralysis state, how realistic did this man look did it look like there was really someone there like you couldn't see oh, through this yeah. man nothing like that no bro it was very real like wow. it's a person and you saw his facial features yeah really but it was mostly you know kind of shaded up but it was an old guy wow did he and did he look like devilish or was he more like just like an old nice man just like creepy all in black staring at you wow you know you know what's crazy too i haven't had sleep paralysis since high school and then I went to the catacombs with Elton this year, and then we did an investigation with all the roommates a week ago. And I've had sleep paralysis those two mornings after those two investigations. And the time, and I haven't had that happen, you know, since almost wow. eight years ago. But now sleep paralysis is coming back. No way. And what are you seeing in it? So this this was like four days ago that I had it, uh -huh. and this was so strange. I'm sleeping right. I wake up and I'm looking around and I, you know, I'm laying in the bed and I'm like, oh no, I'm having sleep paralysis. Let me try waking myself up. So I'm like, let me try yelling the roommates' names. So I'm trying to yell their names. Which so one like, did you yell first? Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm yelling Jake and nothing, nothing's coming out. Like it just sounded like a, mm, mm. Oh, shit. like in my sleep paralysis, that's what it sounded like. And so then probably. 30 seconds go by. I'm trying to wiggle my fingers. I'm trying to wiggle my toes and nothing's happening. And then finally I wake up and I stand up and I start looking at my hands and everything. I'm looking around the room and I'm like, oh, wow, I was having sleep paralysis. That was scary. And then I actually wake up. Oh, so you're like a false awakening almost. Right? Oh, that's yeah. scary. Sleep paralysis went to waking up and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm awake now. But then I then I actually wake up. But that almost makes you think like it's like a dream in a dream. That almost makes you think, how do we know we're really even living right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? What if our dream state is the only state in which we really are alive? Ooh. Dun 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 dun. That's a little uh I don't want to think that's about a different that kind of podcast. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the conspiracy. Share your <laughs> reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep going back into these like scary situations and like I know you get, you do a lot of like scary haunted investigation type videos and stuff. Why do you keep putting yourself in this situation if it causes you these sleep paralysis and all these other things? Cuz like sleep paralysis is like the only really like negative that I know of that it's like causing lately, you know? Yeah. Like I enjoy it. Like I'm super into like what's on the other side, what happens when you die. Yeah. Like, are there spirits here? Can they see us right now? Like, can we really talk to them? Like, I'm stupid into that. Yeah, well, that leads me to my next question. W what are your thoughts on what happens when you die? What are your thoughts? Because I love this conversation. Dude, dude, it's, I, so, one, I am, like, 100%, you know, like, Christian. Like, uh -huh. I love God. He saved me. But, like... Ah, oh, I'm, I'm trying. I've been getting very spiritual this yeah. year, and so I've been coming up with like and hearing a lot of theories on this and that, and I just find it very like, just like you know how there's so many different religions, yeah, and like a lot of religions are like, oh, you believe in that one, so you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. Like I believe that there's one God, and He's all of us, all of them, yeah, you know. But like we humans, I guess, separated it into different groups, and we're like, no, this is my God, that is your God. You know, you're going to hell because you believe in that right. one. And I'm kind of more on the, 
no, we all have the same the God. same God. Yeah, and like you either go to heaven or you like maybe get reincarnated. Really? You no, know, maybe you become someone's guardian angel. Like maybe your time on Earth, like it's all a wisdom thing. Like it's like you got to get to a certain level, and yeah. then when you die, God would be like, okay. You're going to be this person's guardian angel because you're this smart. Okay, yeah. you're going to chill up here in heaven with me and watch over the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, like that's what if that's how it is? That's interesting. Yeah. My my theory on it is when you know how they say when you die you see like a flash of light or whatever, right? Well, my theory is is when you're die when you die, unless you fully succeeded in in the path that you were with, that you were supposed mm. to go on in life. My theory is is when you die and you see that flash, unless you did everything you were supposed to do, it goes right to the birth and you're now a new sp- new soul coming to, coming mm. alive and that flash is really you coming out again, reincarnating. Stop. And you are now a new human to set on to do that path again until you get it right. Stop. So if you're meant to to solve world hunger, you're going to keep being put in different bodies until you solve oh, world hunger. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you got to think of like I'm I don't even know what I believe anymore, but you know like how the earth was made and how the dinosaurs are not here and you know Jesus was real, mm-hmm. but you don't know anything prior to that. Like if you go back on science, where did God ever come in and like I don't know. I just like you got to believe like how the earth was made and how everything is here today. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm even going with. That. No, I, I mean, I got a lot. Like, of- there's both sides of it. Like, I believe there's a hell and a heaven, and there has to be a God and someone watching over us, but also, like, science proves a lot, too. Jake's a Scientologist, I think. No, what? I don't even think it's Scientology. It like it's just like. <laughs> You've been going by that place in Hollywood. I mean, all they are giving you pamphlets and stuff. Hey, hey, hey. all I was going to say is you know how they say aliens built, like, the pyramids and, like, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. What if our God was actually an alien that came down and mm. taught us everything we need to know? And that's what we're, like, looking up to and making stories about. if we're just a video game to the aliens. Yeah, maybe Elon Musk is playing us or something. They're just controlling everything. Dude, if I'm a a video game character, bro, I want some upgrades, man. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I want an (laughs) 8-pack. Like, dude, let me eat McDonald's and have abs. Come on, dude. Come on, video game developers. Step it up. And with the way video games are going, like, soon they're going to be, like, like, because they already look realistic as hell. If you guys have seen the PS5 uh, trailer or the Xbox, X series trailer they look crazy the gameplay looks insane I can only imagine like have you guys seen that movie with uh, Gerard Butler where they're in the game yeah, and they're... everyone's putting VR on oh and then they're playing God. as different characters what was it called like one up or I don't know game, oh, time game over game over sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gerard Butler it. great movie but um, like I'm thinking stuff like that's gonna start to happen and oh, then think about sure. catfish cases then when people are like playing as a Dude. different avatar like as a woman when they're a man like I once, think and then they want to like bring you into their house I think people are it's <laughs> 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 Could happen, bro, because that's what happens in the in the in the movie. Facts. Like Facts. there's this old like 40, 40 year old like big nasty greasy man, and he's playing as like a really hot like yep. eighteen year old girl, and he's like doing. Shit. That's that's what I think is kind of what it's gonna go we're gonna to. get to because yeah. you know look at already how many people are obsessed you know with video games, right? And then look at VR. All you have to do is put on you know a headset, and you're in a completely different reality. Like you can be whoever you want to be. And if you tie in social media, everyone loves to be social online, but not in real life. So when they're this VR, they're not exactly. themselves. They can be anyone they want to be. Because imagine how much more comfortable someone feels if, like, you know, let's say they're very shy. They don't want to go out in public. They don't like talking to people face to face. But if all you have is a headphone and you're talking to, you know, cartoon characters practically in a video game, you're not going to be nervous. Right. But people are going to get emotions. They're going to get feelings. Exactly. And they're going to, it's going to grow to... This reminds me of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Which one? There's an episode where the two guys, uh, they're best friends and they end up starting playing video games together and one plays as a girl yep. and they start to fall in love with each other. Yep. That's right. I didn't see that one, but I heard about uh, that yeah. one. <laughs> I remembered the episode perfectly when we're talking about it right now. That's what's going to happen. Jeez, man. I support it. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll play video games with you, bro. Hey. <laughs> Dude, listen, <laughs> do you have anything up and coming that the people can know about that you are able to talk about right now? Ooh, up and coming. Well, like when's your music coming out? We know you're starting it. Do you have any kind of planned dates? I'm running for president. Awesome. 2020 or 2062. 2062. 2062. Get ready for that, guys. I heard you had a podcast coming out called, what is it? Share. 
Oh, sh- oh, okay. So I'm doing a podcast called Share Your Hair, oh. and it's where we're gonna donate hair. Cool. So, so everyone on just no, cuts. Was, <laughs> that was a lie. That was a lie. That was a lie. No, but I, I I am doing a podcast though. It's gonna be coming out in like the next month. Hell yeah! So stay on the lookout for that. And if you do want to donate your hair, there's Locks for Love. You can donate your hair if you have some extra hair that you would like to donate or share your hair or share podcast. your hair podcast. Uh, where can the people find you, Mr. Corey? Uh, they can find me at my house. Uh, one three eight two. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what? Oh, you meant like social, yeah, social media? media yeah. Oh, so all my social medias are pretty much just my name, Corey Shear, and then uh, get ready for some music, y'all, because you're gonna be some. You're gonna see some fire stuff. I'm soon. ready. Yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be uh, shuffling out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. If you guys want to submit your own scares, you can call them in at six two six two seven five eight six nine five, or you can email them to shareyourscarepod at gmail.com and maybe possibly you'll end up on the podcast, Mr. Corey Shear. Let's give him a round of applause. He was a really good guest. Great <laughs> guest, man. One of the top. We love you so much. You're always welcome here on Share Your Scare, man. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Stay sus. We love you. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> and now it's time for our sus caller of the week. This call is from Savannah from Las Vegas. Let's hear her scare. I have an extremely scary paranormal experience. For about a few years, I have been messing with paranormal and the ghosts and everything around it. I have been extremely scared to the point where I have almost ran out of my own house because of something that has happened to me. Basically, for the past three years, ever since about fifth grade, I have been getting three gash marks, like they have been talon marks that looks like they have been made from either a falcon's talons or anything claw-like. And every summer during the months of June to August, I'd be getting three gash marks every single night, either new ones or in my back, they go deeper and deeper. And the weird part was is that I didn't even notice it. All I do was wake up with back pains and not feel a thing. My friend pointed out to me that I had scratches on my back ever since then. During the next month of August, I'd start getting scratches around my stomach and my arms and everywhere besides my neck. It would stop about halfway around my neck. Lately, it's just been my dreams and everything affecting me with this tall, scary figure with claws in my dreams. And I've been hearing knocks and I can tell like the ghosts and I can now try and communicate with other things. No one believes me except for those couple friends and my mom about what has happened to me. Wow. Okay, that is some spooky stuff that's happening there. Yeah. She said she's having nightmares of a tall figure that has claws and then is waking up with claw marks. Like, I I would get a dream catcher because yeah. that sounds Yeah, she needs someone up. like Caroline to come in there and cleanse her house. Yeah, I'd recommend, you know, start saging your house. Maybe get some uh, some good healing crystals, something that's going to reflect negativity. Like, yeah. I think I have one in my pocket right here. This is black tourmaline. I keep it in my pocket at all times. It actually reflects negativity. It gets rid of it, like, absorbs it and gets rid of it all together. So I'd recommend something like that. Yeah, but- get it by your front door so anything that comes into your house it put it under your, under your bed so you don't have to, you know, when you're sleeping, you're not having nightmares. That is spooky. I will be praying for you. Maybe do some research on what's going on in your house or what maybe happened. But that is our first sus caller. And uh, I might have nightmares from that. Yeah. Either way, that's it for this episode of Share Your Scare. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay sus. Peace. Yes, sir. Did all three of you just go to the bathroom at the same time right before we came back in here? Yes, sir. All yes, right. we did. That's cool. Friends. We also held each other's peebies. Cool. Friends oh, forever. Good. That's great. <laughs>